Welcome to the Freight Tech 25 Awards. This is a major part of the Freight Waves Award Series, one of the most important awards showing the most innovative companies in the supply chain and logistics space globally. We've been doing this for three years, and really the goal of the Freight Tech 25 was to find how the market perceives the most innovative and disruptive companies in the space. Now, unlike a lot of awards that are in logistics, this is an award where we bring in the community. We bring in folks that have a perception and a perspective on who the most innovative companies are. For the selection of the top 25, FreightWave sent out a ballot of 100 different companies that were nominated uh, across the global uh, supply chain and logistics industry. And that ballot was sent to 80 different members of the startup and logistics community that included venture capitalists, founders, analysts, and large company executives to give a perspective of whom they think is doing things to shape the logistics industry. Andrew Cox here at Freightways has led the process of assembling and running the logistics behind this. Andrew, what did this process actually consist of? Greg, so we asked the audience, the FreightWaves community, for nominations of who they thought were disruptors and innovators in the freight industry. Throughout the course of the summer, we had more than 1,000 nominations come in. Over 225 unique companies were nominated. We then, at FreightWaves, used data scientists, analysts, and researchers. We whittled that number down to 100 freight tech companies. We then sent that number off to a very diversified group of voters, as you said, from analysts to company execs to seed investors, everyone in between. And they whittled that number down, and they ordered uh, from 1 to 100. Now, this process is special. When we set out to do the Freight Tech Awards, we chose to do this in a way to create some integrity to the process so that it meant something. Now, you can't pay your way to get onto the list. This is not something that sponsorship impacts the decisions of who will make the top 25. In fact, most of the voters, actually all the voters except for me, are actually from outside of FreightWaves. They receive a ballot, top 25. They put in reverse order their number one, who is the most innovative and disruptive, all the way to top 25. All ordered in terms of how they believe, out of the top 100, who are the most progressive and innovative companies in the logistics space. That information is then sent into an accounting firm, which we'll hear from in a second, that assembles that information and provides an audited process to ensure that one voter gets one vote and that there's integrity built into the process. Andrew, any observations about what you saw in the process itself come out of this this year? One thing I wanted to note is that, yes, you're right, you can't pay your way into the, to the, the list, you, nor can you get it by stuffing the ballot box. We had some companies nominated 100 times. <laughs> it won't help you. Uh, and I wanted to speak to the integrity again to say that even Craig and I don't know what's going to be on the screen here, so it's going to be as big of a surprise for us as it is for you at home. This year's list, in terms of the top 100, are different than what we've seen in years past. And we're about to find out who are the most innovative companies in freight. The stage is set, the lights are bright. Craig, let's jump into number 25 through 21. So this is exciting. Down here at the bottom, we have the uh, 24 have tied, Waze, and, and we all know Waze. We probably have it on our phones. I used it when I was driving back from South Georgia to avoid speeding tickets. It's an app that does navigation owned by Google, but they're viewed as one of the most innovative companies 
in supply chain? Yeah, I think seemingly because of their consumer-facing app. You know, drivers use that app in the same way. They're able to avoid traffic accidents, avoid uh, road stoppages of all kinds. It helps drivers in many ways. Lots of data is out of that, and it's really a data play. FedEx tied them, but they also dropped a lot of spots. Any perspectives on why FedEx dropped? Well, the market would disagree, I think. If you look at their stock price over the last few months, it's been on a tear. Uh, we'll have to look in and see what Fred Smith and, and team are doing over there. Not sure why they dropped this year. It's interesting. I wonder, as we get into this, if the competition just got more fierce uh, related to it. I mean, certainly FedEx is a storied name. Uh, as you mentioned, their stock has been on fire. It's had an amazing year. Um, and uh, I think this just may be a lot of competition. I think so. Uh, and certainly, um, when you're a big company like that, uh, it's, it's much harder to sort of move the needle in, in terms of innovative perception uh, when you have so much competition. Let's talk a little bit about Six River Systems. I'm not familiar with the name. Who is Six River Systems? So they are a robotics warehouse automation company that just got bought by Shopify last year for $450 million. It was Shopify's first uh, acquisition and move into the robotics space. So it was a big deal for them. They've been doing very well. They're making a lot of news recently. They've got a new Wave product that's coming out in the next few months. They've, uh, I think they've got some big deals with Amazon as well. So. Good things are happening at Six River. That's, that's great. Of course, we all know Uber Freight. They dropped quite a bit. Yeah, I mean. Any perceptive uh, reason why you think that they would have dropped? Doesn't make sense in my mind. You see the big, the big uh, equity raise. They just raised $500 million a couple months ago. Uh, doesn't make a lot of sense for me to see them drop. But again, fierce competition. We know that there's a lot of digital freight brokerages in this top 100 list. Do you think it's just because the Uber Freight story has, has become, was such a big splash a couple of years ago, and we're, a lot of it is as they sort of focus on their business, on the fundamentals of the business, and people are saying, okay, I, I'm, I'm, this story feels less innovative and more optimization. Diminishing marginal returns of innovation. I, I think in the early phases, you can come very splashy, you get a lot of credit for that, and then over time, very, probably very similar to what happened to FedEx, is over time, people say, okay, I, I'm, I'm starting to not see as much. Those big, splashy things are not as exciting as what they once were. And, and Uber, uh, we've, we, we reported on this a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago, that um, Uber Freight actually has uh, been sold off, or portions of it sold off to a private equity firm. And because of that, there's obviously a focus on fundamentals and financial fundamentals more so than perhaps it was when it was an early startup. Uh, next, we have McLeod. McLeod returns again. If I'm not mistaken, they've always been on the list since the list was founded three years ago. They have, top 25 each of the last three years. So that's, uh, that's great. Um, they did drop a couple spots. Again, I think it's just competition. I think we're going to see, you know, I don't know what the next 20 hold, but I got a feeling we're going to see a lot of data, a lot of software players. McLeod's just uh, in a fierce competition. Got it. I mean, they're a big TMS company, uh, so they certainly have a, a very large representation. One of the things that was interesting is when uh, you and Kevin and the research team did the study on what is the brand perception of TMSs, they came out very, very high on that data set. As they yes, were they passed very the renowned. Codes as a top player in the TMS space. Oh, been around for a long time. So the next up, we have 16 through 20. So who are these companies? Well, uh, Shipwell, a company that's built an integrated system of uh, providing shipper, uh, a shipper uh, network, as well as being a digital brokers on the list, based in Austin. Um, no surprise there. Triumph Pay, a company that's been on the list every year we've done it, uh, but is involved in the payment flow of freight. Uh, tell me a little bit about LoadSmart. What are your thoughts there? 
Yeah, so again, to see them here, they were, they've dropped three spots this year. We're probably going to see another digital freight brokerage here, but they've, they've found a niche uh, aiming for those large enterprise systems doing great integrations with enterprise systems. Got it. Yeah, it's really good. They, they built out a network of integrating into those uh, shipper TMSs. Ike, formerly known as Ike Robotics, is an autonomous vehicle company. There was a shakeout in the autonomous trucking world. Starsky went under. A couple of others didn't get to the point of funding. Ike has sort of moved beyond that. Any observations there? Oh, it seems like we're just winnowing, right? We, go, we had a bunch of players three or four years ago that were coming out. They say we're going to have all these big things for autonomous vehicles. We're kind of waiting on some substance there. I think the market got a little tired uh, of seeing nothing coming from these companies. So you see them whittle down. Now Ike definitely passed over the hump, it seems. Uh, Samsara, a company that is ELD, it's in that sort of uh, really high growth ELD world. Uh, they have a, a company also keep trucking was also sort of born out of uh, San Francisco, Silicon Valley, really in, innovating around ELDs. What's interesting about Samsara is they build a whole application infrastructure uh, where third party apps can connect to their uh, business. We're hearing a lot about Samsara in the market. I'm certainly not surprised to see them on the list. Yeah, they just raised uh, a boatload of money from Warburg Pincus. We're getting to a point where I'm starting to wonder as we whittle this down, are certain companies, do they make the cut or were they cut? And getting so, towards that make or break time right now. It is, it is. And as we move closer to the top of the list, certainly some names that we haven't seen yet, we can certainly expect to be on that. But there's also an opportunity to see new names. So let's, uh, let's look at it. So on this list, XPO, no surprise there. One of the largest trucking companies in the world. Uh, you know, Brad, Bradley Jacobs is known for his roll-up strategy and bringing up and, and building a bigger company, but they invest heavily in proprietary technology. They have some of the best in the market. Yeah, it's interesting because most people think of Brad Jacobs as coming from Wall Street, and, and certainly he's, he's from that. But one of the things that he probably doesn't get enough credit about is being a technology innovator and strategist. I've learned that as we've had him at Freightways Live before, where he's talked about just what the future could potentially look like. He's a person that certainly sees potential, uh, and it, that's recognized in where they stand. So congratulations to XPO. Emerge, a company that's uh, you know, it's come out of uh, the Leto brothers, uh, big innovators here in this industry, uh, helped to start Global Trans, were behind 10.4 uh, as well. Uh, they've started a, a platform which uh, creates uh, the ability for shippers to host a lot of their freight in there, and the, essentially they help them uh, find trucks. It's, it's essentially a blend between uh, a TMS system and a digital broker that they're sort of bringing both those together. Now it's a hosted platform, so that actually other third parties can integrate with it. Really interesting opportunity around Emerge. Uh, tell us a little bit about Vuitton. Well, this is, I would say, the youngest company on the list. Uh, they've, they've just been around for a couple years now. They're going to be a drop yard, uh, kind of, and the Vuitton is the name, a relay so that people, uh, so the drivers can drop, drop ship, um, not drop ship, but drop trailers, and then be picked up by another driver in yards outside of major freight hubs. Yeah, it's interesting. They've uh, they built one in L.A., and what's been really advantageous for Baton is because of the surge coming off of the L.A. market is they allow over-the-road trucking companies to come in, pick up their trailer, and or drop their trailer, have it delivered, and pick up a fully loaded trailer, not detaining the driver anywhere. So it's a really good uh, partner for over-the-road trucking fleets. Keep trucking. We mentioned it earlier. Uh, it's dropped a little bit since the last time, uh, seven spots. Uh, it's on the list, ELD uh, company that focuses on a lot of the SMB business. At one point, they had as much as 70% of the small 
uh, uh, fleet business. And, and today, I estimate or guess that it would be even bigger. We actually just did a survey recently. Uh, and less than 25 trucks, they still dominate the market. Over 50% of the respondents say that they use uh, keep trucking for their ELDs. Yeah, it's interesting. There's been a, we talked about autonomous shakeout. There's been a shakeout in the ELD market as well where a lot of the companies that got there around the mandate, some of them have left or have struggled uh, or have exited the market. So next up, truck stop, they, I guess, did stay flat, right? Yeah, they is stayed, that that stayed flat at number 11 this year and last so year. So they held their ground, the company that, you know, you look at the evolution of truck stop over the last really three to four years, they've really come on as a strong innovator in the market. They took a strong, uh, a lot of capital from Iconic. Iconic purchased it. So a lot of people may not know who Iconic is, but that's Mark Zuckerberg, Shell Sandberg, Jack Dorsey's family office. A huge fund, makes a lot of money. They were also behind Snowflake, the IPO that took place a couple of weeks ago, a couple months ago, is rumored to be the largest venture return in history, even beating out Facebook. Wouldn't surprise me. I tried to get in on that IPO, and it was at 250 <laughs> before I could even touch it. It was so, uh, so good. So Truck Stop is, is certainly in good hands and doing some interesting things. Uh, we know them well. Uh, so let's hear on the 6 through the 10. We're getting really narrowing down this list, Andrew. Who do I'm we getting got? nervous. Uh, so interesting, we've got Flexport coming in at number 10. They dropped four spots, but still being in the top 10 has got to be uh, really awesome. Yeah, they should be very proud of that. They shouldn't see anything on losing four points. They've, you know, again, it's, it's they're becoming a bigger company. It's harder and harder to move the needle once you're now, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars or a billion dollar valuation like they are. Yeah, you're no longer like Baton, a, you know, a very small shop. You now have a massive brand and it's hard to sort of defend your turf, especially with all of the innovation taking place. Daimler, man, surging. Impressive. What is up with that? Well, I'd see that the, the most recent news of the, uh, the Waymo deal had to be weighing at least uh, somewhat on the voters' minds. Uh, they've made a lot of noise recently. They're doing a lot of partnerships. They're spreading out, uh, trying out all kinds of things to get autonomous vehicles and electric vehicles to the market. They also have uh, made an investment in platform science and have been really active in the platform science uh, rollout. The Freightliners are all going to have platform science as sort of the embedded onboard telematics platform for new trucks. Sage Robinson, a company we, we all yeah. know. Everybody knows CH. <laughs> People love them or hate them, mm -hmm. uh, but they are certainly the dominant leader in freight brokerage. It's really interesting to see how well they've held their ground. They get a, it's interesting because people will often talk outside the industry or outside freight brokerage about how you know, this industry is an old school industry and it's still all phone. And oftentimes they sort of accuse CH Robinson of doing business that way. That's not true at all. I think 70% of freight that's routed through C.H. Robinson's business doesn't involve a human at all. There's no call center. It's all electronic. It's a company that Navisphere, if you've seen the Navisphere product, it's one of the coolest products out there. Brings in really all shipping uh, information across all modes. Um, and so certainly, um, much like XPO, not shocked to see C.H. Robinson out of there. It should get more credit. A couple of years ago, they announced that we're going to spend hundreds of millions, I think a billion dollars a million over dollars, five years, yeah. 200 million a year in really creating technology uh, to digitize their own business. Um, no shock here um, in terms of the J.B. Hunt made the list. They did drop a couple spots. Yes. Is that just the same? Are we seeing the same thing? Where I think we're seeing a lot of that. And I'm excited to see who's actually in the top five to see how that shakes out. But I would see again that, you know, just 
diminishing marginal returns of their of making splashes. They're such a big company, you really have to have a lot of huge news to keep you from falling when you have all these other companies making news, making now splash. In the last couple of years, they've had the JB Hunt box, the Box 360. I see them on the highway. I'm excited because they 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 launched that at Freightways Live. Uh, so certainly means something. That that trailer pool is is pretty interesting because. It's basically capacity agnostic. And so it, what it lets them do is provide capacity regardless of mode. So they can bring in their own tractors, they can use the intermodal rail, or they can uh, offer capacity uh, in uh, brokerage capacity. Yes, so yes. Uh, owner operators. Four kites moving up. Number uh, six moved up two spots. Um, anything of, of substance there and any thoughts there? Well, it's just good to see them. They're back again, uh, back in the top 10 again, jumping two spots. I think you could speak better to the, what they've, what's been going on recently at Four Kites. Yeah, I mean, Four Kites is a, is a company that's in the visibility space. I think if we learned anything in the COVID world is that visibility and transparency is everything. So companies like Four Kites and their peers have done exceptionally well in that COVID world because they've been able to really provide shippers with information about where products are and inventories are. That whole visibility space is becoming interesting. It's a, you know, in many ways, it's a street fight in terms of market share, uh, but it also is helping to create new innovations that our industry uh, can support. So Andrew, that was a great list. Certainly uh, some surprises in there, uh, but a lot of the same names returning uh, yet again. Here we're about to find out who the top five most innovative companies are as perceived by the judges for 2021. This has been a year in 2020 where logistics and supply chain have played the front row seat in the space. The industry has become so important and people have become so aware of the work and efforts of the logistics industry. It's pretty remarkable. I want to thank all the companies that have worked hard this year, have really ensured the safety and health of my family, of our country, and have been really active in thinking about how to make this industry better. As it relates to the innovators in the top five, these are the companies that the judges selected and felt were most deserving of Innovator of the Year. Let the games begin. So with that, excited to welcome Jason Miller with KSM. They are the firm that audited and controlled the process. Jason, how are you? Doing great, Craig, and uh, just want to say thank you for uh, allowing us to be part of this process again. And part of this exciting event and um, just really, uh, really gracious. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about KSM. Yeah, so we're uh, Kat Sapper Miller, KSM. We're uh, an accounting firm based in Indianapolis. Um, have a, a niche transportation practice, really active in the industry. And um, again, just uh, really excited to be, be here today with you. And you guys are have an audit uh, you've done this through an audit process? Yeah, we have a process in place where we, um, you know, uh, try to keep things confidential and and um, audit the, the, the votes and the process and, and all that. And um, uh, I know who the top five are. You do not, nor <laughs> does uh, about anybody else at Freightwave. So uh, really excited to, to get started. Well, fantastic. So we should get the envelope. These are the envelopes, huh? These are the envelopes, yeah. All right, so let's do this. So the number five winner of the Freight Tech Awards is? All right, so fifth place is 
Tesla. Uh, so Tesla, a company that uh, we all know and uh, apparently everybody who trades stocks on Robinhood loves, uh, but Tesla, a company that's doing some fantastic work with their semi. Uh, a company can't argue with the innovation. So no, I'm uh, certainly not surprised that they're on the list. They've been on the list uh, every year that we've done this. All right, so fourth place is Platform Science. Platform Science. It was interesting when Andrew and I were going through the list of the, uh, the top 25, Daimler surged up. I wonder if that's the Platform Science effect in sort of Halo that that partnership has given them. It might be. All right, third place. Convoy. Convoy, number three. They've been, always been in the top five since we've started this as a company that's doing uh, a lot of things in terms of automation, the solving a lot of problems that exist in the uh, truckload brokerage industry, uh, and spending a lot of effort and energy on trying to solve real problems that the industry has. All right, so our runner-up is Project 44. P44 manages to pull the second place three years in a row. I don't know how Jet does it, but every year we've done that, they place second every single year. And I guess we can all guess who yeah. didn't make the list. I certainly know who it is, a company that, I'll let you say it, but can I, I'm gonna make a prediction of who it is. I think everyone, the worst kept. This is gonna be a tough secret, one, I don't know. But a company that my family has become dependent upon. Uh, I think every family in America has become dependent upon. Let's, let's hear it. Of course, it's uh, Amazon. So Amazon, uh, you know, arguably Jeff Bezos is, if there was a uh, greatest logistics officer, uh, I think Jeff Bezos would certainly win it and the team that supported him. Yep. Congratulations to all of the winners uh, that have made it into the top 25. It's something that we take very serious here at Freight Waves. We really want to uh, thank all of the companies that participated uh, along with the folks that did the nominations and worked through the process. Congratulations to the top five. We're really proud of the work that you guys are doing. And if you would like to learn more about these companies, go to the website. Over the holidays, we will be putting out articles on all of the top 25 featuring how they're doing innovation in their organizations and into this industry. I really appreciate your help at KSM, uh, Jason. So thanks for coming to Chattanooga here today. All right, thanks again, I appreciate it. Yeah, and thank you for tuning in to Freightways Live at Home. A lot more content coming up. You can stay tuned here. Keep it on throughout the day. There is a couple surprises embedded in the content you won't want to miss.